Welcome to the Business of Psychology podcast, the show that helps you to reach more people, help more people, and build the life you want to live by doing more than therapy. Before we dive into today's episode, I just wanted to let you know about a five-day challenge we're running to help you get your first or best blog post out of your head into the world so that you can help the people that need you. If you've ever stared at a blank screen, watching the cursor blink at you mockingly, or if you've ever battled with an inner critic that thinks you don't have anything interesting to say, or if you've ever written a blog but nobody's actually read it, which really, really hurts, trust me, the five-day challenge will get you tapping away confident in the knowledge that your content will reach people and will help them. Over five days, we will choose a blog topic and title that people are actually searching for, plan a blog that will engage and educate your readers, write that blog in under an hour, I promise, publish the blog and track its progress. Every day, you will get daily tasks and actions to take, including walkthrough videos, and I'll do a Q&A in the Facebook group every evening. So if that sounds good, then click on the link in the show notes to sign up. The challenge starts on Monday, the 19th of October, 2020. So make sure you sign up now if you don't want to miss out. And on with the show. Time. None of us has enough time. And since I started putting stuff out about the Do One Therapy blogging challenge, I've had lots of people come into my inbox and give me the feedback that they'd love to take part in the challenge, but they just don't have time right now. And what I want to say is, do you ever have much time? Because I know that I don't. And I think our businesses are really busy. Psychology, private practices or therapy businesses can be so very time consuming that we can get stuck in this hamster wheel of seeing referral after referral or doing the same kind of work over and over and over again that keeps us really busy but doesn't necessarily take us any closer towards our career goals and the kind of work we actually want to do. So I really wanted to say that I think that spending an hour a week, and that's all it should take, to write a blog is a really good use of what little time you do have, because it's a really great way of starting to make that change in your business. So I just wanted to outline a few of the different ways that I've used blogging to change my business, and that I believe you can all use blogging to change yours, if that's what you want to do too. So firstly, you can use blogging to help more people through psychoeducation. That's kind of the obvious one. It's about most of us share that dream, don't we, of having more impact by sharing our stuff for free with more people. And it is a really powerful way of doing that. Secondly, those kind of posts that are super helpful and all about the psychoeducation, they can also help you attract more clients to your products and services, especially if you learn how to optimize them to make them work really hard for you. And that's something that we're going to be covering on the challenge, because just shoving a post up there and leaving it, that isn't going to attract anybody to you um, because Google is just not our friend in that way. But once you know some tips and tricks about how to make it work for you and how to really make sure those posts hit the money, then you are likely to be able to use those to kind of magnetize your practice and bring more people towards you. The third use, which saves me a ton of time and I use it on a daily basis, 
is um, I have blog posts that act as ready-made answers for questions that I get all the time. So if somebody asks me a question about my way of working, somebody asks me a question about the difference between CBT and CFT, or the difference between CBT for um, PTSD and EMDR, I've got blog posts for that. So I don't have to type out those answers again or spend ages on the telephone with somebody. I can just direct them to the answer to their question. And people are usually really, really grateful for that. So that is brilliant. Number four, helping potential clients make an informed decision before I speak to them about whether they want to work with me. So I don't know about you, but when I started my practice, I was spending hours talking to people on the phone who actually were never going to be a good fit for my way of working. Maybe they wanted something a bit more psychodynamic. Maybe they wanted group therapy that I don't offer. Or maybe they just wanted a kind of approach that is more similar to counselling is not something that I do. Now, if they've read my blogs, they would know um, which way of working is my preferred method and also how I communicate and a bit of my personality. Um, and so I found since my blog has been more active and since I've been better at promoting it, the people that come to me through my website are already a really good fit and are really excited to work with me. And to be honest, I tend to get better results for them as well. Um, so I love it for that. Number five, you can use it as a way of digesting research findings. So I think we all do have clients that want to know about the latest evidence base. Not every client does. Actually, the majority of mine don't. But I do have clients sometimes who are like, right, I want a therapist who's at the cutting edge of this. And so for my specialism, I will sometimes create a summary of a meta-analysis that I've found. And I'll put that into really digestible and actionable terms that clients might find useful. Now, that is never going to be a Google SEO winner. I'm not using that to attract new people. I'm using it to save me time and help me um, serve the clients I'm already working with in a better way. Also, to be honest, I find it a really great way of learning. I find I take on research findings a lot better if I'm digesting them and writing them. Uh, number six, communicating research findings for other professionals. That can be really, really helpful. And that sort of leads me on to number seven, which is creating a portfolio of your written work. So if you're like me, I was actually a writer before I became a psychologist. I love writing and I always wanted that to be part of my more than therapy work. But I needed to prove that I was good at it. And one of the ways that I did that was by blogging really regularly and by blogging in different ways. So some of my posts would be aimed at professionals and would be to do with research findings and other posts were these more psychoeducation driven or about my practice and my work more directly. And where that's led me is I now most of the blog posts I create is actually for other people. I get paid to write blog posts, um, which is wonderful. And, it, you know, it ticks a huge box for my life and career aspirations, as well as bringing another stream of income into my practice, which helps me to um, step away from the huge caseload that I that I had a couple of years ago. So I hope that gives you a bit of an indication of why I'm so passionate about blogging and why I do believe that you should be doing it, um, even if you're feeling really busy at the moment. And I also promise you, hand on heart, that if you take part in the blogging challenge, I am not going to be setting you hours of work to do every day. I actually very much believe that if a blog takes you longer than an hour to write, it's probably not useful for the person reading it. 
blogs should be quick to write because they should be written in the same way that you would speak to your clients. If we're overthinking it, getting in our heads, pulling in loads of references from all over the place, and that's the stuff that takes hours, right? If we're doing all of that, we're probably not serving the reader all that well. So my blog posts never take me more than an hour to write, unless I've been commissioned to do a longer piece, of course. Um, so this is not a hugely time consuming thing, but it can be a massive game changer for your practice. And if you're feeling overwhelmed and stuck in your practice right now, I think it's the best action that you can take to make that practice look different by this time next year. So if you've got any questions about the challenge or any comments that you want to make about your experience of blogging, please do um, leave a comment under this video. I'd love to have a chat about it and, and talk a bit more about how blogging can change your practice and where you're at with blogging at the moment. All right, for now, take care and I shall see you later. If that episode has got you fired up to start reaching more people with your work, I just wanted to let you know about a five-day challenge we're running to help you get your first or best blog post out of your head and into the world so that you can help the people that need you. If you've ever stared at a blank screen, watching that cursor blinking at you mockingly, or if you've ever battled with an inner critic that thinks you don't have anything interesting to say, or if you've ever written a blog, but nobody has actually read it, which is seriously painful. The five-day challenge will get you tapping away, confident in the knowledge that your content will reach people and will help them. Over five days, we will choose a blog topic and title that people are actually searching for, plan a blog that will engage and educate your readers, write that blog in under an hour, which is possible, I promise, and publish the blog and track its progress. You'll get daily tasks and actions to take, including walkthrough videos, and there'll be a Q&A every evening with me in our pop-up Facebook group. If that sounds good, then click the link in the show notes to sign up. The challenge starts on Monday the 19th of October 2020, so make sure you sign up now if you don't want to miss it. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Business of Psychology podcast. If you share my passion for doing more than therapy, then make sure you come over and join my free Do More Than Therapy Facebook community, where you can work on getting your big ideas off the ground with like-minded psychologists and therapists. I'd also love it if you could leave this show a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts. It will help more of the people who need it to find it. See you next week for more tips and inspirational stories to help you do more than therapy.